Well, normally we'd have on a Friday the Legends uh, feature, but uh, due to all that has happened in the national uh, football front, the the menu changes completely because just weeks after taking Bafana Bafana to the last eight of the Africa Cup of Nations in Cairo, Stuart Baxter brought to an end a very, very turbulent second spell in charge of Bafana Bafana when he resigned as head coach today. Uh, he's been on the job now for three years and had until 2022 before his contract was said to expire, uh, returning for a second stint as the Bafana Bafana coach in May of 2017, having been at the helm over a decade prior to that. Now, Baxter leaves the post after being in charge of Bafana Bafana for 21 matches, winning eight with four draws and nine defeats. If you've just landed back in the country you've just come under a rock and this is all news to you listen up first i must say that given the compromise preparations that they had both the players and staff gave a strong account of themselves and at this time in the rebuilding of this squad the experience of this tournament will support future development after the disappointment of not qualifying for russia i submitted a four-step plan to safa phase one was the rebuilding of the squad both in terms of average age deepening the squad and improving the culture surrounding the squad. Going to Afghan, this squad had not lost for over a year and a half and that was of course not an easy thing to do whilst introducing new players and new ideas. I'm sure that you guys would have been licking your lips if we'd have been during that process losing every other game. Going to this Afghan became phase two. After qualifying for that major tournament, we needed to gain the confidence and experience to be able to compete at the highest level again and to test our in-tournament strategies. Phase three would be to gain momentum. And I believe that this squad is now well-placed to do that with the introduction of a few younger players who have been identified from the younger squads. And phase four was obviously to make an impact at the World Cup. I do, however, feel that someone else should now continue this project and therefore I will be resigning from my position as head national coach with SAFA. I feel that I cannot continue to work with the required professionalism and passion that I have done and to deal with the many issues that will be involved with this problem, with this programme. <coughs> Excuse me. A coach must have confidence that his input will help forward the project and at this moment in time, and particularly after the experience of AFCON, my belief in that process has weakened considerably. I've chosen not to point fingers in the past and will not do that now. I'm a professional and even when it would have been easier for me personally to blame others, I've remained focused on what I could do to affect the situation and trying to retain a level of integrity. Choosing not to answer some hugely inaccurate, misinformed and misleading media coverage has also been difficult but something that I've grown used to and tried to not let it sway my judgment. But in the process, risking being accused of being arrogant or aloof for not answering. I would like to thank each and every player that has played under me with Bafana during the last couple of years and wish them all the best in their continued international careers. For their part, everyone at Safa House will need to work together with other major stakeholders effectively. And I would like to thank Russell and the President 
and wish them good luck for the future with Vision 2022. Support or pressure, I never feel that because if you do, then you shouldn't be in this job. Media pressure, it's background noise, really is. You know, it's part of the game. You guys have opinions. I don't expect everybody to agree with my opinions. Uh, respect is an important word for me. And at some point you say, at the age you are, at the, at the point in your career, the point in your life, is this what you want to be doing? If it is, then you have to be getting a lot out of it. And so really, that plays a part to a degree, but that's not a decisive part. It's a combination of the, of the, of the whole situation that I'm working in. The settlement will be massive zero. This is, not about, this is not about money. It's never been about money for me. It's been an honour to coach the national team, and it's never been about money. I've been very upset when people have written things like the coaches not doing anything, look at the PSL coaches, how hard they're working, the, the stress they're under, uh, quoting me as earning anything between 12 and step, now 17 million rand. It's obviously the easiest way of upsetting people that are struggling in South Africa to say the this lazy national coach who earns a fortune. So this has never been about money. And all of those quotes were so far off the mark, it was embarrassing. Now I'm, uh, I'm, I'm resigning my, my, my role. <clears throat> Therefore, if Safa said to me, listen, we would like you to stay for two weeks extra or one month extra to help us in the transition, then I would be paid for that. But I won't be paid for not doing anything and certainly not for resigning my my uh, my job. The first time I was national coach, I'm not sure I was really prepared for it. To be very fair, uh, I came from I came from the the largest football association in the world, the English Football Association. I'd worked with some of the best players in the world. I'd got a, a track record that was both in terms of youth development and senior football at the highest level. I, I held I held coaching qualifications in two countries that were higher than anybody else or even close to in South Africa. And yet, when I got off the plane, it was Stuart Who. Now, I don't know if that's respectful. I don't know if that's people that, that want to, from the beginning, create a problem. I wasn't ready for that. I was ready for a country that may be going to host a World Cup, wanting now to do things properly. And maybe changed the way they did things, but that wasn't the case. And I wasn't, I wasn't ready for people that were prepared to, let's say, sacrifice things around the, the success of the team, as long as they could keep their positions of power. I wasn't ready for that. So this is different this time. This, this time, I really feel with, with Vision 2022, that people want to be better. Now, I'm not sure that we're all on the same page because continuous, continuously, even when I started, it's been, well, let's, let's destabilise, let's throw a hand grenade in there. I'm at the point where I think, well, that, and do I really believe that because of the implementation, we will, we will get where we want to go? I don't think I'm the right person to do that because I don't think that is the, I think we need someone that's got a clean bill of health so to say, and can just be optimistic and positive and do the proper work. Now, it's been an honour to work with the South African national team and I don't think that anybody could have done more than I've done. In terms of your question about Egypt, I can tell you that 
there were approaches with Stuart before he left and while he was in, in Egypt. And his res when I get the, you know, when I get contacted and I discuss it with him, his response both times was the same. I'm not interested, I've got a job to do, I'm focusing on my job, I'm focusing on the SAFCON. So he actually didn't take those positions, those positions were subsequently filled by other coaches and that shows his commitment to the national team. And, and, and here in the country? Yeah, Julie. Yeah, yeah he, he's, had a, he's had a lot, he's had approaches from in the country and from outside the country, and both of them were rejected. I think the question, the question is, how committed have I been to South Africa during this time I've been the national coach? Steve's right, I've had, I've had, I've had at least one very, very lucrative offer. Uh, financially. As I said, money is not my God and therefore I was totally committed. When we played Libya, the week that we were due to leave, I was at a doctor's and they said I've got cancer. They said you need to have an op now and I said you can wait. I have to go to Libya. I cannot send the boys without me. I'm their best chance to reach AFCON. So I went and it was amazingly difficult for me to concentrate, knowing that when I got back, I'd got to have a biopsy and they would tell me if I got cancer or not. Now I put that off. And I didn't do that because I'm a hero. I did that because I'm a professional. And so my commitment to the South African cause has been undoubted. Now, I would say that anybody that has called me has received the same. As long as I'm the South African national coach, I will not speak to you. And if you want to ask people in this country, and Steve will give you the names and address of people out of the country, they, that, is, that has been my constant mantra. And now, I don't know. I've got a question, am I going to, what, what are you going to do? I don't know. Maybe I'll, maybe I'll go back to Europe. Maybe that's me done in South Africa. Maybe not. But certainly, there is not, there's no sort of contingency plans here. Anything that happens will have to happen from now on in. Right, that was the press conference there with Stuart Baxter, the main player, announcing his resignation as Bafana Bafana head coach and saying that for now he is not sure exactly where he is going. After the break, we chat to Russell Paul, who's the SAFA acting CEO, for his thoughts and reactions uh, to all of this. And, and obviously the, the most important question is the way forward for Bafana Bafana. Metro FM. Worldwide. The biggest mandate I've got is from me. SAF have, have spelt out their ambitions. It's never been, and if, you, and if you don't win that game, then you're sacked. But they don't need to say that, because the second that I think that I cannot lead this national team, and that, and that, may, that may be if we qualify for AFCON. Yeah. You know, if I, if I seriously think that someone else would be better suited to take this forward, then no one's going to have to tell me to go. I'll go and, and you, won't be, you won't be paying me a fortune either. At the same point, if I, if I feel I am and we've got the opportunity, then I would certainly continue to do it. But if they thought that I wasn't the right man, I would go. It's not, it's not one of these things, Rob, that I feel that I've got to win a game to keep my job. I would love to, when I leave this job, in one day, two days, or ten years, when I leave it, I would like to leave something behind me. Hashtag NSW.
All right, let's uh, get the thoughts there from uh, Russell Paul, who's the SAFA Acting CEO. Good evening and welcome to the show. Good evening, Robert. Good evening to the listeners. How would you describe today? Uh, what? Sometimes people will say it's bittersweet, but at the end of the day, you have to respect uh, uh, decisions by individuals. Bittersweet. I understand the bitter part because he's leaving. What's the sweet part? No, I think the, the, the sweet part is that uh, uh, we can be satisfied that uh, Stuart has left us with, uh, with something. He's uh, allowed uh, uh, us to be able to build on this day, to regroup, and uh, we can move forward looking into 2021, uh, AFCON 2021 and the World Cup in 2022. Uh, he's left a, a solid foundation. He has worked aggressively um, with us regarding Vision 2022. So we're on a, on a good path in terms of where he left. So I'm saying that's from the sweet perspective uh, regarding that. But he wasn't supposed to be leaving up until 2022 when his contract comes to an end. Were you surprised? Were you taken aback? Were you shocked? I think uh, um, it, was, it was common knowledge that he had been making the comments. I think you've also been playing it on your, on your show, uh, some of the comments that he had made. But I think he's done that with... Um, with uh, foresight in terms of where, where, he, where he was heading to, in terms of his own career, uh, in terms of his own objectives. And that's why I'm saying one has to respect that. I think when he got back from uh, AFCON, he said the same thing. He's going to take a break. He's going to see where he is, how things go, and uh, if he feels he needs to move on, he needs to. And as I say, again, one has to respect the uh, desire of an individual. Uh, when they decide that they want to call it today, that's what you need to respect. But what had Safa had, though, post uh, the Africa Cup of Nations? Had you already done your reports? Had you come to a stage where you would be making a call or a decision on the future of a coach, whether or not he would have deserved to be have been fired, for example? As we said, that uh, we were awaiting the reports from the, from the coaches, uh, including uh, Stuart. The report includes the under-20s, the Women's World Cup, uh, and that is due to be discussed tomorrow at the technical committee meeting, and then they will provide guidance on an evaluation of what they did, uh, make recommendations to the National Executive Committee, and only then would there be a decision on, on how we move forward, whether we should be strengthening people, whether the contract should be renewed, whether the contract should be extended uh, or terminated. But uh, to jump that gun and saying what would Safar have done uh, is irresponsible because uh, the, the matter would be tabled at the at the checking committee meeting. I think it's fair to ask if Safa was quite happy with Stuart Baxter. Again, we were pleased from what the results uh, uh, today. As you said, uh, you know, his one coach has gone almost 18 months uh, unbeaten. He's contributed greatly in terms of Vision 2022. Uh, he's put us on a path where we know that we have hope and we have players, we have a team that is competitive enough now uh, to deal with uh, moving into 2021 and 2022. So we, we are satisfied that he's helped us get onto that path. AFCON, the results. AFCON, the play, especially in the group stages. Yes, there was a big result against the Egyptians. Yes, there was a, a narrow defeat to the Nigerians. But overall, though, when you looked at the pattern of play, did you get a sense, uh, again, as far as this is concerned, Russell, that Bafana Bafana were in the upward trajectory, if you want to call it that? 
Yeah, I think, you know, there's lots of uh, speculation around the group stages. Nobody wins any medals or awards or trophies in group stage matches. Uh, all coaches go out there with an objective to get out of those group stages. And then effectively it becomes a lottery. So we've heard lots of talk about, but, you know, the result against Ivory Coast, the result against Morocco. Um, and, you know, Egypt had nine points, Morocco had nine points, but neither of them went any further than Bafana. We went further than both those teams. So I think the, the, there's a lot of pressure on, on coaches, uh, as we see in these group stages, but their main objective is to get out. And that's what, that's what they did. So in terms of whether we're up with trajectory, yes, we believe that. We believe that we are moving forward. Uh, you yourself have said great result against Egypt, uh, you know, a narrow defeat against Nigeria, and Nigeria suffered the same fate in their next game where they also lost in the 90th minute. So for a guy who was doing well, according to the association, did you try and convince him not to resign? The reality is that, again, I'm saying you have to respect someone's decision. You can't sit there and uh, try and convince. Because if somebody's made up their mind, you have to respect them in terms of dealing with that. And that's what we did. We respected his decision. Um, and we're not going to, to debate that matter. The press conference that was called was not at Safa House, correct? That's correct. Why? Uh, he chose to have the press conference over there. And I mean, again, you, everybody's entitled to, to deal with that. And uh, it was his choice to, to have it at that place. Were you invited because you were there? Yeah, he asked for a Safa representative and I was there. And did you know what was about to happen or did you get to find out the minute the words left his lips? He discussed it with me just prior to the, the management discussed it with me just prior to the actual press conference. And at that stage, how did Russell Paul react? Obviously, uh, uh, in some ways you are surprised, but at the same time, as I say, we kind of being prepared to, to understand where he was heading. Uh, he had made it very clear when he got back from AFCON, and even prior to AFCON, he, he continuously said that if he believes that uh, he has reached the pinnacle in his opinion, and he can't do it, he said it again today in the press conference, if he feels he's not the right person to, to move forward, he will make the call. So, but understood from that perspective, that he was a man of his word, and that's exactly what he was dealing with and doing. All right, let's quickly talk about, I think for me, the important duty now, which is about the way forward. Uh, there's some important qualifiers that are going to be coming up pretty soon. What is the thinking around, do you go and appoint immediately somebody to take over the job, or do you go in terms of an interim coach? Uh, again, that's not a one-man decision, so it's not my responsibility to, to make that call. It will be a collective, and that is part of the brief that the technical committee will deal with tomorrow. They'll do the evaluation in terms of how best to deal with this. We've got friendly matches that are coming up in September and October, and the qualifiers will commence in November. So they will guide us through that process. Uh, as we said today in the press conference, we will endeavor to, to have something finalized before the end of uh, August, or by latest, at least the end of August. There's an esteemed journalist by the name of Mashatse Mpachele who talks about Steve Kampela being tipped for the job. I think you only need to read the newspapers, uh, Rob, or see uh, uh, 
what's happening on social media or everywhere else that everybody's been tipped to do to uh, to to do the job, uh, you know, from David Natwane to Steve Compella to Benny McCarthy to uh, I don't know, you can name almost every coach. Uh, every journalist has got their own uh, view. In fact, uh, another journalist bumped into me just after the press conference and also said to me he's heard that uh, Gordon Nigerson is going to be on there. That's a decision that uh, will emanate from the from the technical committee. So I think it's a bit uh, premature to speculate on anything. But what's what's Safa's appetite, though? You know, surely you got to you got to take the nation into into confidence at some point. Not not everything. I think everything sounds very formalized and structural and uh, uh, reports and committees and subcommittees and submitting. If, if reports from the Under-20 World Cup or Banyana Banyana have maybe not been submitted, I don't know. Uh, but everything sounds very, you know, like we need to move on kind of story. Um, I don't know if you get me there, Russell, but from, from your side, if you had to put us into your confidence as far for your thinking what is your appetite like now because you got to make one big decision if south africa has to come out of the doldrums that they've been in as far as international football is concerned you're going to need to make a very big bold appointment coming up next what is your thinking what is your appetite for i think we need to just correct the perception that we're coming out of the doldrums we're not in the doldrums we've got teams qualifying for International competitions left, right, and center, from the under-17 women to the uh, under-20 men, back-to-back World Cups. The under-23s having qualified for Olympics. Banyana back-to-back Olympics. Banyana in Afcon. Uh, Banyana Kasafa tournament winners back-to-back, together with the under-20s back-to-back uh, winners. Uh, and you know, I think uh, I'm only speaking about Bafana here, though, Russell. I yeah. said you, you've got one yeah, big appointment to make. Yeah, you said South African football. Yeah, yeah, South African football, so which is obviously spearheaded is a lot by Bafana Bafana. Bafana Bafana. A yeah. lot bigger than Bafana Bafana. And I think we recognize that uh, Bafana Bafana may not have been delivering as people uh, expect him to do, but that corner, we believe, has been turned. Um, and again, as we said, uh, you know, thanks to Stuart for, for helping us. And we've now reached the, the quarterfinals uh, for the first time since 2002 outside of the country. You know, the last time we did that was in 2013, uh, and then prior to that in 2002. So, yeah, there's a big decision to be made. And, yes, we are not a one-man show in, in, in the South African Football Association. It's not one person who determines that we're a collective. It's a democratic country. Everybody has an opportunity to deal with that, and we try and do things correctly. So, yes, that's why the committees will have to evaluate the reports, the reports will then be tabled back to the National Executive Committee and uh, we'll make a decision based on that. And that's when we'll take the nation into uh, our confidence. If we turn on and say to you now, yeah, well, you know, there has been some thoughts about a Benny or a, uh, a, a um, whoever it may be, uh, Fabio Davids, and people are going to say, oh, those are, the, those are the front runners. That's irresponsible for us to do that. No, I, I hear you. I think it's all about the swiftness of how you'd want to get the appointment. Um, does it have to wait for all of these subcommittees and, and, and the submissions of the report? I know it's tomorrow. It's tomorrow. Yeah, yeah. the it's announcement tomorrow. was today. So it's tomorrow, 100%. Today, the committee meeting is tomorrow, and we'll give you the way forward in the week. And so, with I regards mean, to the under-20s, has a decision same, been made there? The same principle there. Exactly the same principle there. Uh, you know, in terms of the under-20s, uh, uh, moving forward, we are using uh, uh, Molefi and Seki, 
to deal with the All-Africa Games that we're moving to. Uh, he's there. He's going to assist us in that process. And then uh, we will get a, a commitment from the technical committee uh, in how we move forward because the under-20s uh, will be going into camp next week. So we can't really wait and then throw that uh, at somebody. We've been working with Nseki now for a while to try and deal with that. Uh, so, yeah, it's uh, keeping consistency. He's been with the under-17s. He's been with Pafana Pafana. Uh, he's assisted Banyana Banyana in the past. So he's uh, on that right track to also understand where we're heading to in terms of Vision 2022. Is there a short list? It'll come out of the meeting tomorrow, Rob. <laughs> if, there, if there is such a thing as a short list tomorrow. Yeah, it could be. Tomorrow is a couple of hours away, but from what you know yeah. as the CEO, are you away? Well, somebody's got to bring that short list to the meeting. Do you have a short list? We will deal with that tomorrow, Rob. Let's start a secret, though, <laughs> Russell Ball. It can't always be secret. It's not and, a secret. It's, but do you have a short I'm list? Saying, I don't have a short list. We don't have a short list. But you, we you, have you, a long but, list, which includes every single coach that's available. Who have already submitted their CVs. Well, I mean, today would not be the first day. We get every single day from the very, very early days of, of South African football, we regularly, monthly get uh, um, CVs from coaches all around the world, including in South Africa. People are, no matter who's in the, in the position, there's always somebody saying, we're available. Immediately? Well, some people say immediately. Others say you know, they need to, to give notice. But uh, that's the world of football. And it's not just South Africa that uh, that's the case. It's all around Africa. Uh, if you look at uh, things, people are advertising posts, other coaches are sending you CVs. And that's how it goes. Good luck for the meeting tomorrow. Thanks, Rob, and uh, all the best. Really appreciate it. Thank you so much. Russell Paul, the acting SAFA CEO. You give us your thoughts as well, 60 uh, the resignation by coach Stuart Baxter today, the reaction uh, from Safa that you've just heard now from Russell Paul. And I mean, I, I can't dig deeper than the gentleman who was seated in front of me who will assist me after the break uh, to analyze all that has happened today, including the man that has written the article about the possibility of a Steve Kompela uh, being tipped for the Bafana Bafana job. That's the headline of the story. Mahlatzem Pachlele is going to be here joining me in just a second. Uh, which other stories were there? Uh, okay, a whole lot of speculative stories about who should replace uh, Stuart Baxter. We've also got a man who, who was in Egypt who was very close to the Bafana Bafana camp, who might give some insight in terms of what he observed, because there are things that he said to me, even in Egypt, about what he observed about the camp in Egypt. That when today happened, I was not surprised. You know, Rob, I'm already bought the bottle of the very expensive whiskey about to celebrate now. I never loved Coach Baxter. I didn't understand his tactics, game management, so he was never been a good coach for South Africa. Go, Baxter, go. We never love you. Hello, Marawa. I saw it coming, the situation of Stuart Baxter. 
The minute yesterday you talk about the so-called press conference today, only Robert Mugabe can call a press conference and tell the whole world that it's not resigning. I'm happy to see the back of Stuart Baxter. I wish Safa appoint none other than Dendens Malisela. Thanks, Rob Marawa from Maxwell in Pretoria. Hi, Mr. Marawa. Good evening. This is Moses Mukwena. Um, you know, Stuart Baxter issue is uh, that he, he had already reached his sell by date. He was long overdue. He reached his expired date, I think, if it, he was something to eat. So let him go. He must go in peace. Try another teams. Maybe they can, uh, they can, they can accept him and his record not our national team. We need to be champions again. We need to be feared by the likes of Argentinas and the English sides. This is Moses Mukwena of Hamukokwaila. Thank you. Good evening, Robert Marawa. It's Loaz Pele here in Durban Central. Wow, ma'am, this is the best news I've heard all day. It's good riddance. Stuart Baxter should have left a long time ago when we were beaten by Cape Verde back-to-back in those... Uh, World Cup qualifiers. He overstayed his welcome, in fact, because I don't know why he was kept for such a long time. So it's good that he resigned, but I think it was a bit too late because he should have resigned back when he was beaten by Cape Verde. I'm so happy, Rob. Thank you so much and great show, Baba. Rob, uh, I'm Golisi Matiangona Robert in the Western Cape. The resignation of Stuart Baxter from Safa Robert is the big blow. Uh, we heard the news, ah, it's a shock, Robert, but we can't stand on his way. If he feels to step aside, let's let, 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 let release him, Robert. But there is a question, Robert. Uh, his son is there at Naturena, so we don't know where we stand. Is he going to Naturena, this, this man, Robert? Or unless, call him maybe next week to the studio, want to ask questions to, uh, to him. Where is he heading now? Thanks, Robert. Hello, Mr. Rob. I'm glad that Baxter resigned. South African supporters have been crying, hey, Baxter must go, Baxter must go. Baxter is left now. Let's see, who are they going to appoint? Let's see. I'm here that Baxter took his back and then left us. Thank you. Hey, Rob. This is Ntsebelo Kuala here. Uh, I think South Africans, somehow we have to learn to appreciate Let's just appreciate what he has done because he has done good for us. And then if he says he's leaving, then it's fine. Let's seek the best of the best then. Uh, I think we he's done so much. He has opened so many doors to so many players. And then we th- I think we are on the right foot now. So if he goes, then let someone step in and then take the reins. Um, hello, Rob. Uh, I, I think Stuart Baxter did the, the right thing, you know. Uh, you know, I, I think he, he was brave enough, you know, to 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 see and, and notice that uh, he was not a good fit, you know, in the team, and he was not the t- taking the team forward, you know. So 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 for me, I I actually salute him for doing the right thing, you know. We young, a pal, 